just a bloke in a bar. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. There's more. You got more on you, baby. Oh! <laughs> oh yeah, baby. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Packer ups, boys, it's back. Holy shit. That'll get you going, baby. If that doesn't get you going on a Friday, oh. even if you don't enjoy the music, that gets the blood flowing. It gets it flowing. I like I don't enjoy that music, but you're right. The energy got, is up, is it the not? Energy's up. Exactly. Yep. And it's proudly brought to you by Bloke Beer. Get in your local, grab a case of Bloke Beer. Enjoy the bloody weekend. It's been a long week. You worked your ass off. The boss, he's telling you, she's telling you all the bad shit to do. All the, e- all the easy stuff gets given to someone else. All the shit stuff gets given to you. <laughs> so enjoy your weekend. Enjoy it. Just take that, take all those little worries, put them in a little box in your head and say, hey, that's Monday's problem, baby. Damn that's right. Monday's problem. <laughs> uh, so grab a case of Bloke Beer. Enjoy it. Even if you don't grab a case of Bloke Beer, still enjoy your weekend. Uh, now, pack her up, boys. Uh, she's back in full swing. Uh, actually had morning glory with the great Matthew Johns and Andrew Webster and Benny Hogarth uh, this morning, which is really cool um, to be back with them. And yeah. With them pretty much full time now in, in regards to every single week. Uh, it's so weird when you, you kind of go, oh, yeah, just had me show with Maddie Johns. You get so used to it. Mm. Like Maddie's a friend now, like an actual friend that, you know, go grab a feed together, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, if you had said that to me, Three years ago, mm. I would have said, you know, three or four years ago, I would have said, holy heck is. And it's just so funny how quickly you get used to saying that. When you sure. should be so grateful for it. Yeah. Like, I think I've, I've met him twice now since. So once when he came on the podcast and once when we went to their house um, for a different reason. And um, both times were like some of the most surreal. Sorry, your camera is... All right, don't worry, it's focusing on now. Uh, some of the most... The beak threw it off. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The beak's depth perception. <laughs> the camera's going, what's going on? Seriously, what's going on? It's not, it's not a normal on? human face. What's it doing? <laughs> um, seriously, when he was in there, t- uh, in that on that desk over there, spinning the answer to you, it was like I was just sitting there in absolute awe. It was so surreal. Um, yeah, he's he just seems bigger than life, a larger-than-life character. Yeah. And yet still so incredibly humble. Well, that's uh, actually that's shout out. Me, yeah, yeah, that's just the most, like, not surprising, yeah, but not surprising. Just, you'd almost like, bro, you're given a bit of leeway to be. Feel free to be a fuckwit. Yeah, to feel be. free to be a fuckwit. Yeah. You've earned, you've earned the <laughs> you've fuckwit earned tag it. where we all just go, oh yeah, he's a fuckwit, but he's so good, we just got to cop it. Yeah. You've earned that tag. But shout out, go and subscribe. Subscribe. Uh, it's called uh, Backstage mm. with Coops, Maddie, uh, Cooper Johns. I was going to say Maddie Cooper. <laughs> Cooper Johns. And uh, Maddie Johns, brand new podcast. And think this is what I want to sell. And this is like not even an ad. This is not even an ad. But this is this is how I, as, as a consumer of content, an absolute pig, just trough oh. of give me content. <laughs> That's what I'm like every single day. Uh, this is like dessert oh. because it is Cooper Johns, Maddie Johns. Yeah. Cooper Johns looking to make a name for himself in the content game. So you know he's going to come out towie and horny. And then you've got Maddie Johns, the actual goat. Uh, and so they've got a podcast and some of their guests initially mm. are like uh, Warner, the Warners. Warner, both Warners. Both Warners together. Mark Boris. Uh, Cleary. Cleary off the bat. Oh. Luke Brooks. Uh, there, was, there was a couple others. Can you get the video up on your phone, please? Yeah. They, they, if you follow um, Backstage uh, on Instagram, you'll see the preview looking all schmick, all nice. Uh, 
and just I love the setup of it because what a unique vibe to have Maddie and Coops interviewing a third party. It's very different to like me sitting across from someone and doing an interview. Mm. But who's who some of the guests you got All there? Right, let's, I'll just play it in the speaker. The Warners, Candice and, and Dave Warner together. Nathan Cleary. Wow. And then Mark Burris okay. from the world of, uh, of business as well. Our good friend from film, Maddie Nabel. There you go. Talk about open and strong. Far out. Probably the strongest podcast opening ever. Could be... Um, at least in Australia. Could be Australia. like Get Rich or Die Trying areas. First album, just... Yeah, yeah. Fair. I mean, look, as I said, think about think about the breadth of content you can get from that. You've mm. got the young fella in Coops. You've got Maddie. his breadth of knowledge in all things, including rugby league, plus also them talking about footy as well. So give that a follow, guys. Very exciting times. Maddie Naves will be a good one. Maddie Naves. I hope he opens with like a... <laughs> poem <laughs> here i am on the dusty plains of the podcasting game um i wonder if he ever imagined himself as like the voice because mm. basically raps before i'd assume raps yeah 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 pretty sure. much and then knaves just come in i mean i call him knaves like i oh, know the bloke don't know the bloke but geez he delivers some yarns he's good he's good and just think about, you know, all of the things in the future that are going to be huge that you'll almost be waiting for his voiceover. It's like the Gus Gould pre-Origin yarns, which please bring them back, even though he said he's not going to do them anymore. But, uh, yeah, Matty Nable, almost. I mean, although we haven't had a replacement of Rabs in the commentary box and we haven't had, we'll never have a replacement of Rabs ever, mm. period. But I feel like when it comes to voiceovers like that, we've got a very different version that is almost becoming iconic whereas in commentary we haven't really found the guy that has become iconic yet yet true in in commentary uh but anyway speaking of uh bats how's your week been bro <laughs> been good have you heard of nf the rapper i have not a fan no i don't really like whingy rap oh yeah it's dark it's, it's like dark. you know like like one or two songs here or there about like how tough your life is yeah cop it if you're always rapping about me, they're so it's like, bruh, bruh. It's, it's, is life really that bad? Incredibly dark. Yeah, but is it really yeah. that bad? Like, and look, I don't know. I don't even know his personal story or whatever. But me as a consumer, from a consumer's perspective, I understand a song here or there. Yeah. But I'm not trying to be down all the time, baby. Mm. I'm trying to be happy. I'm trying to be like, you know what? I'm really lucky. I'm alive, baby. I live in Australia. Super lucky. Uh, so, a bit too dark for me. A bit too, yeah, not, not, but. I, I'm not hating. I'm, I'm sure there's people that love he, it. He's a very um, he's he's very cult like the his audience. I think very passionate. Very oh, passionate. God, don't diss him. <laughs> don't diss him. Um, so yeah, look, I've heard of him for sure. Yeah. Um, but not my cup of tea, unfortunately. Yeah, fair. Well, I'm going to his concert tonight, so I'll let you know how it is. So are you? So are you just randomly going to his concert, or are you nah, a fan? No, I of him? used to be a fan. Um, I used to love his music. I don't really have anything to whinge about these days. So I don't really li listen anymore. <laughs> Why'd you buy tickets then? <laughs> nah, because I used to love him. I used to love him. I so like, Maddie I like had a bit of angst about him a bit ago. Oh, a few years ago. I had a, a bit, bit of angst. A bit of angst. Oh, a, my oh, God. Just a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I, I'm keen to see what the crowd's like there. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Interesting mix. Because he's like a YouTube rapper, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's talented. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. But for me personally, just not my vibe. I'm conflicting because Eminem dissed him once. So, I'm like, I'm so conflicted. Well... He said, an effing, a clone of me. Yeah. You don't really know whether that's a... Yeah, if, if, it's, if it's just a... He's like collateral damage and just a play on words. That it could be up. just a play on words, yeah. but also like, you know, he did pave the way. Like, 
and there are similarities to the oh, way yeah. You know, yeah. he's done his thing. Even though what, you know, the good thing that Eminem always brought is like he'd have his serious song, but then the rest would be the like hectic old school hip hop kind of delivery. Yeah. Then his fun songs as well. Then his club songs as well. And look, I'm sure there's an NF fan out there going, "Oh yeah, you serious? There's all like look at his discography." And and if that is true, you win. You're right. You're totally right. All I know is the the, the things that I've seen of him and tried to listen to have been very like deep and emotional. Yeah. So that's the only taste I've got from him. Well, that's 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 him. That's okay. him. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, what else has been going on, mate? Um, well, yeah. No, seriously, honestly, and this is I probably like sound like a broken record, but just it's February, so like it's humid. It's it's one of those months where it's just like let's just get to March. Let's get to rugby league. Yeah. So that's that's me at the moment. It's and I'm, insane. This trials this week. Oh, I can't believe it. It is like Vegas is in two weeks. Yeah, I know. Isn't that? What? Wild. Like the season is back. Like the start of a, like, because when a season ends, mm. it's like that was a juggernaut. Like you're sitting there, like after 2023, you're sitting there going, like, wow, that was a lot. Yeah. That was, it's like so intense the whole year. And now we're like a couple of weeks away from that intensity again. Yeah. Uh, but it's so exciting because officially, um, and I don't know if anyone knows this, but Vlandy's just got off the phone for him, and this week's trials are officially called the Could Be Anything trials. Oh, wow. Really? Just got off the phone, officially. So, you know, they've got the preseason cup and the charity <laughs> shield. This is called the Could Be Anything shield of tri like trials. Yeah, right. So well, everyone's I mean, playing for a Could Be Anything shield. Yeah, right. You know what? It's it's Because I look at the team list before, it's such a, such a wide range. Like, Manly basically named half their squad. South have named... A couple of first graders, but mostly. mostly well, I think not. Manly's doing that because of Vegas being soon. Yeah, right. I don't so know they're why. trying to get reps into the boys. Yeah, fair. So they can win round one or round zero round or whatever zero, it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting. I, I love this trial. I probably love this trial, honestly, maybe the most. Maybe because this is genuinely like, and just to give people an insight of this can, if you don't go well at this trial as a rookie, as a guy coming through or a girl coming through, this can set you back a year mm. because basically what happens is you can you can be complete obscurity right now like in regards to no one knows who you are you're just in a top squad you know ripping and a tearing you go out and rip and tear in this this game it literally can change your life mm. you can go from a guy that's on a training trial to round one starting if you go and play well in the second and third trial it is a life-changing trial whereas like you know by the time let's say you go okay here but then you kill it in the second trial it's almost a bit too late to get that jump on that that last trial uh but yeah the nerves going into this and see i remember i'm pretty sure i got my break in so the i think i think it was like apologies if i got this wrong and not that anyone even remember <laughs> except for myself so basically what happened i got my break from it was a trial against the Canberra Raiders, but what it was was it was half of the fringes, as in rookies, in the Broncos' top 30. Yep. And then half of it of Redcliffe Dolphins' Q Cup side. And we played the Raiders in a trial, NRL side, and we beat them. Really? Yeah. And, wow. um, and so I went really well in that, and that essentially like changed my life because I proved that you know I can make an impact against NRL sides. Did you play... Do you, do you remember any day? Like, did you play fullback? Did you play wings? Um, it would have been a mix of both. Yeah. It would have been a mix of both. I was actually, yeah, I, pl I actually played a bit of fullback coming through. Like, people think I was just out and out winger. I mm. debuted at fullback. Yeah. Um, and so, 
like I mean, there was a period there where it was kind of between me and Dubs as the next man up between between uh, behind Carmichael. Um, so and like obviously ended up on the wing and blah blah blah. But yeah, so this trial it's it's make or break. Like it really is make or break. I'm trying to think of some guys that stood out that last year. Uh, sorry, some guys that stood out in this trial last year. I know Billy Walters had a really good first trial. That's this right. one, yep. I think Tomato Martin when he was at the Broncos looked really slick in this one. Um, but anyway, I'll be watching. I'll be absolutely watching. Yeah, I uh, can't wait. Yeah, because yeah, it's only three this week, and then we got next week. I think everyone plays, but I think it will mostly be the young young blokes that week. I'm pretty sure. And then in two weeks, the second week of trials, it will be a lot of first graders in. So, so what you're, is it? You're saying there's going to be four trials? No, no. So this week is like the three games. Then next week is the first real week of the preseason cup, and then. The second week after that. Yeah, so there's three trials. The second week, you'll probably see most first graders except the big dogs. Yeah. Or the big dogs will get like 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the third week, you'll see pretty much what your side is going to look like on round one, except for one or two yeah, positions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's really, really exciting. Really exciting. Uh, brought to you by Sportsbet. Uh, massive shout out to our fans, to our fans at Sportsbet. <laughs> hey, I'm sure they're fans of bloke. Surely. Uh, to our partners at Sportsbet, had a great day down in Melbourne shooting some uh, uh, shooting an ad with the great Samithade. Uh, it was an outstanding day. Uh, flew back out last night and got straight to the studio this morning. And so yeah, she's moving and shaking. The season is officially back. Ooh, yeah. The season is officially back. Uh, but yeah, if you're going to punt, you do it with sports bet, best in the business. Uh, but make sure gamble responsibly. You win some, but you lose more. Well, no, like those SEN gigs coming back, that tells you the seasons. Yeah, that tells you the sure. seasons. When back. S- the SEN gigs <laughs> coming back, and basically when you look at the, what you're going to be doing every day, you know you got Monday podcast, Wednesday podcast, Thursday podcast, Friday podcast, mm-hmm. or two podcasts on Friday. But then also you got the player interviews, you've got the appearances, you've got the content you got to make. But it's an exciting, exciting time. Far out, exciting time. Uh, huge news, huge news. Joseph Manu set to leave the Roosters, take up most likely French rugby, potentially Japanese rugby, but most likely French rugby. I'm going to be honest, I've kind of felt, I didn't, I wasn't sure about the rugby thing, but I've kind of felt like he was going to leave the Roosters uh, for a while now. Yeah. Just because you could tell he wants to play fullback. You could tell that he wants, it, it, not necessarily about the money, because reportedly they had 850k to offer him. I'd be really interested to see, you know, like that's a lot of money in that back line. Like, anyway, yeah. anyway. Um, so it's more about, I guess, he wants to play fullback at the Roosters. He can't. And he doesn't want to play for any other NRL club. So French rugby may be the go. And so maybe the plan is he goes away and plays for a year or so and then comes back when Teddy retires. Yeah. The only thing is, Teddy's only going to be 33, I think, when that, this contract ends. Yeah. But he, Manu did say. That he, if he goes to rugby, he doesn't want to come back. Yeah, so, so that's, a, that's a strange one too. Um, and also, if you're getting paid a million bucks over in France. Now, the French rugby, league, rugby union comp is good. So yeah. it's not like he's going to play, you know, not tough footy. But it's not as tough on the body as league is. Like league is, as, as an, especially as a back, league is much tougher on the body than union. Yeah. Uh, but getting paid a million dollars to live in Europe, uh, pretty bloody yes, good. thank you. Uh, pretty bloody good. So... Even if so, because he's already won Golden Boot, played for the Kiwis, won comps. Yep. Dallium Center of the Year. I'm pretty sure he's won. Surely uh, at least one. I'd say he's won. Well, one. if he hasn't, he's been the one of the yeah. best centers in the comp. Uh, it's like, what else is he's there? He's got nothing left to like, do. Like, what else is there to prove? Yeah. He's got nothing left to prove. He's a gun. 
go get the big payday and and experience life. Like what? Like if there were, think about the incredible, not luck because he's worked his ass off for it, but like privilege of living in Europe on a million dollars a year. Yeah, like that is pinnacle of life kind of stuff. That is that is something that like ninety percent or even more ninety five percent of the whole population in the world would never even dream of. And you get to go over there, play a bit of rugby union. I think you played a bit growing up and get paid a million dollars playing all these hectic stadiums, travel Europe, travel everywhere. I mean, that's what a reward for an incredible career. Absolutely. And I love that he's he's doing it. He's in the peak of his career, basically. Mm. He's like, what, 28, something like that. Yeah. Um, so he, he, he could play rugby for like eight well, or nine years if he wants to. I mean, yeah, <laughs> especially, yeah, as an outside back floater in there, maybe, so was he, 27, 28? I think he's only 27. Yeah, I'll have a look. He's not that much older than um, than Trell. Jeez, it feels like he's been around forever. So I think he's 27. Um, yes. And so I think you get over there, got at least five years in him. At least five years. 27 years old. So five years in him, like, mate, living the dream. Mm. And then like, okay, he, he signs a three or four year deal. And then the next deal, it might only be four or 500K a year. Mm. Still bloody so, good yeah. over in Europe. Uh, it shows you also the Roosters is such a well-run organization. Like the fact that he is so loyal and he loves the club so much. He's like, I do not want to play for another club. Yeah. Just shows you what an organization. You never are. see that. eh? not these days. You never hear anyone really say that, especially when he can get a million dollars at another yeah. club. Like dragons. If he said tomorrow, dragons want 1.2. They'd say, yep. Boom. Done. Yeah. There's, your, there's a contract. Um, and he's going, no, I want to go, go to France and you know, and like, I think we're so caught up in our own bubble that we go oh yeah he's going over because i like the super league kind of myth of you go over to super league it's not as big as nrl we kind of conflate that with union but mm. what we don't realize is that he may go to union and have bigger experiences than he's had in the nrl yeah. like bigger stadiums bigger crowds more passionate more on the line like we're talking about a huge country and also obviously being in europe as well like the experiences he, he can have over there could be bigger than the ones he has in NRL. So yeah. it's not even like he's going backwards for money. Like he could be going forwards and having even bigger experiences on the sporting stage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. The position that he's put himself in Joe Minor. It's, it's ridiculous. So yeah, I, if I was here, like, again, what I said before, he's doing it in the peak of his career. So that is, that's the best part about it. I think. And I think he, I think he'd go all right at union. He surely played a fair bit of it growing up. Big body. You'd probably put him in the centers. Uh, but what an experience. Mm. Tell you what, I wonder if he's single. Is he, do you know if he's single? No, I, he just got married. Oh, he just got he just married? He just got married, yeah. Oh, and so, oh, well, what a beautiful first few years of the oh, marriage. Oh, I know, right? Jeez, maybe he's a sweetheart. Maybe he's a romance. He rom looks like He it. looks like yeah. he loves a bit of romance. Joey, Yeah. that skin doesn't get that smooth if you don't oh, like romance. No way. People with rough skin don't like romance. <laughs> yeah. He with smooth skin, love romance. Love romance, 100%. Uh, and so, look, maybe he's gone, you know what, a Millie, plus I get to take my... Beautiful wife to Pasatano and speak uh, Italiano. Buongiorno. No, that's, uh, that's French. That's French. Uh, what's the word? What's the word when you say hello? Um, no, not buenas noches. Ah, I can't believe I'm forgetting it now. Not not hola. Hola's not the one. Hola is Spanish. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he'll go over there, learn some languages. Wait, what, la what, kind, what language did you want again? Uh, Italian. Oh, Italian, sorry. Hello. I'm, I, I literally was saying it. 
Ciao. Ciao is hello. I think, yeah, you can say it in any situation. I think yeah. buongiorno. Buongiorno is French. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> Not a very cultured man myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's like, now, how does this affect the roosters? Yeah. Funnily enough, like the roosters, like a well-oiled machine. This story gets out literally less than 24 hours. Billy Smith is re-signed till 2027. Yep. Just like, talk like, think about how strong of a club you've got to be to control the narrative oh, no. that <laughs> it gets out of the media. Yep, Joey's pretty much gone. Yep. Has, but he hasn't fully gone, but he's pretty much gone. Boom, Billy Smith is signed the next day. Ridiculous. Well-oiled machine. Ooh. That is like grandmaster, well-oiled machine. Like, unbelievable stuff. Uh, and Billy Smith, what a journey. Yep. Like, the amount of injuries this poor bloke has gone through and just kept digging in, digging in. And to be given a contract for 2027, like, Joe Martin's story is inspirational in its own right for what he's achieved and, you know. But if any young kid wants to look at, like, an inspiring story, Billy Smith is an inspiring story. Absolutely. Like, like so many ACLs. Like, he, he just kept getting up, kept getting up. He was... Obviously, like we all talk about, it. he was such a promising junior coming through. Like he played for New South Wales under twenties. Um, we saw what he could do in NRL in some stages, but again, he just kept getting getting injured. As a South fan, I'm not, but I'm so glad as a rugby league fan that in that last game last year against South, mm. he was able to score that try to pretty much take his team into the finals, mm. knocks the arch enemy South out, like. As much as it burned me, it was it was such a great moment for him and for the Roosters. So he deserved that 100%. Yeah, and just the patience. Like, Roosters, you know, and you could say rightly so or wrongly so, but they they get, I guess, accused of being super ruthless. Yeah. And look, they are. They're here to win premierships. But they don't often get uh, appreciated or respected enough for how loyal they are sometimes to players. And they have been super loyal to Billy Smith. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen even just this offseason how quickly clubs can just go, nah, you know, after one injury, nah, not interested. And Billy Smith has had like a thousand. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I think it might have been his last ACL. I, I can't remember exactly, but pretty much as soon as he did it, they extended him for another year. Like that was Incredible. a few years ago now. Yeah, so, just, yeah. so hopefully they all, everyone reaps rewards. Now, Suwali and Manu, like both... Probably leaving. Oh, yeah. um, you, you, it's, it's crazy to say. Oh yeah, they're a bit light on on back. So <laughs> you know, but Tupo also maybe in his last year or two. Yep. So they're probably gonna have to go on the market. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I reckon Taylor May ends up at the Roosters. Yep. You sent that through last night, and I it just immediately clicked in my head. I was like, wow, that is because, just it just seems so. Because reportedly Terrell May. And the, the Bulldogs have gone cold on Terrell May because it's taking so long. Yep. Terrell May has been open. He was on the podcast saying, I want to play with my brothers. They have an outside back position free. Taylor May has not re-signed with the Panthers. Uh, I, I reckon they get him. They, yep. they, they would have clearly have cash to get a guy like Taylor May. Well, I mean, what would you give Taylor May? You might give him like this new salary cap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he might get anywhere up to like, Maybe six. Yeah. Six. And now we're going to throw 850, 850. At Manu. So like, it's there for him. And, and there's no way Panthers have six left for. Oh, no way. They, surely not. they couldn't even squeeze an extra couple hundred grand to get to keep Lua. So. Yeah. Or Critter. Or Critter. Or, yeah, the Panthers won't be able to. If, if Taylor May wants to play with his brother and, and Terrell's there, 
It's a, it's I think, a good yeah, bet. So it's a good I, bet. I think if I'm a betting man, mm. I think they're favourite to land him. I really do. Because also they might say, look, we'll give you 500, but you get to pay with your brother, you know? Yeah. Uh, mm. And I tell you what, him at the Roosters, you know, ooh, in the centre position or even wing, scary, scary stuff. So young, far out. It'd be a bloody good get. I wonder, I would love to know how the chat is going with the Panthers. Like, are they resigned to losing him or is it quite a ways along and they're, they're actually confident of keeping him? It's, uh, it's put a spanner in the work um, for Panthers because, mm. you know, you would have, if you're the Panthers, Panthers, you would have quite a lot of weight of going like sign for unders, sign for unders. But then the Roosters come out and say, oh, well, we can actually get you here with your brother. Yeah. Jeez, that's hard to fight there's against. There's no, there's... Ugh. They won't be able to throw enough money in for that. Exactly. And also, so you, like with, with the Panthers, you could not you could not be upset as a fan if they do lose Taylor May to ex- oh, Roosters. God, because no you'd be way. like, how do they compete with that offer? Yeah. How do they compete with that offer? Yeah. Um, and also, if you're a Panthers fan, uh, you took the West Tigers coach so he could coach his son. So, Well, it's not I, – I, I wasn't looking at it from that angle. I was looking at it from an angle of Panthers fans being like, oh, how come we didn't keep this player? Yeah, yeah. Why didn't we offer him more? Um and also, that's yeah. They're actually, it's actually worse for the Panthers because they they took Tigers whilst he was contracted, whereas the Roosters are not taking. They're just yeah. it's just normal. They're taking him while he's off contract. Um, but no, I was more talking in a way of like, oh, we should have offered him more. For example, there's other clubs where like you know they might go like I don't know, Reed Marnie leaving the, the Eels. I'm sure there are some Eels fans going, why didn't we offer him more? He was yeah. so crucial or whatever. So that's the kind of the direction I was looking at it from. Um, if you're Taruva's management, you go and, mm. you know, if Taylor may... Look, Taylor may, may stay, yeah. you know, like we don't know that he will go. But Taruva's management probably sitting there going, okay, this is probably going to get more like... Because I reckon they're probably going to have to... I reckon at the moment the reason for the hold-up of the signing is the Panthers are trying to keep both. Yep. And they're both probably like... So we've both got to be on unders. Whereas if one of them goes, then Taruva probably can go, well, I'm the next man up. I, you know, get a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Panthers have nothing to worry about. Oh, like, God, no. So confident that they'll be able to sort it. So confident. Um, yeah, so look, I think it's kind of... Is it so shocking or surprising, this whole situation? Not not, not really. really. Not nah. really. I don't... It's, yeah, I don't think it's so... I, I think the Roosters have done everything they can. I think Joey's done everything he can, has can to stay. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Luke Curie reportedly set to extend in one year, 2025. Um that was surprising to me. That was really surprising because I thought Kiri, by the way he was talking, was kind of like, yeah, this might be my last contract. So, yeah, another year. Um, what an opportunity to try and get another premiership for, for Luke Kiri, having yeah. already won three. Three. Yeah, 2014, 2018, 2019. Yeah, three. Uh, um, I would love to know who's the next six they've got in line yeah. coming through. I'd like should check their juniors out. Uh, also, guys, don't forget, Mitch Marsh is our Mosh Bounce Back of the Week. Use code BLOKE50 for $50 off your first treatment. Uh, now, Campbell Graham, uh, Rabbitohs Centre Campbell Graham will undergo surgery next week to repair damage to his sternum, which will see him sideline for the next six months. Graham played through the injury in 2023 and has trained throughout the preseason. However, a decision has been made to undergo surgery on the affected area. Graham is expected to be back on the field for Sydney at the back end of uh, the regular season. Yeah, look, this one is very, very strange. Uh, you know, I said on Morning Glory as well, like, look, I'm happy to I'm not apologise, but I'm happy to like be like, oh, that makes sense. Yep. If there was more information that has come out since the end of the season where, I don't know, he re-injured it. Because like I haven't seen one in, one headline saying he re-injured it. No. 
the the what I've gathered from all the articles that I've read is that he they thought he 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 got some sort of not surgery some sort of treatment that they thought would make it heal over the summer with rest and it hasn't done that yeah and so look as I said if he's, if he's re-injured it then that's a different story it's like yeah, okay you know yeah. but to me personally I just it is unless okay unless they were looking at it like he could get surgery and the doctor said to him he could get to surgery and it could still be a problem. And then the other the other method they went, they said he could do this, but it could still be a problem. Then maybe there's an argument to be made, okay, I understand why they're out like this. But if if the idea is if he gets surgery, it gets fixed, I'm really, really surprised that they if there was even a 10% chance that the method they used wasn't going to work, the second the season ended, he should have been in that surgery room getting fixed immediately i am really really surprised that they would risk a key player on the small chance he's going to be out for essentially the whole season on not just getting surgery immediately Mm. it does it does not make any sense to me whatsoever yeah it's 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 madness really and not only will we will he like just say he comes back in round 20 because of this issue he hasn't done contact all pre-season so and he's got not going to do obviously he's not going to do any contact in recovery so now when he comes back in say around 20 he hasn't really done anything for almost a year so yeah they've just kind of kicked the can it seems like and again if they come out and like kind of explain because it's, it's it is a little bit confusing and maybe there is a reason but it, it just seems like and they like, kick the can down the road people like oh well you know maybe campbell graham didn't want to do it but that's it's not his decision. No, in, it's like not. it's the 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 specialists, the doctors, and that, and then the staff that need to go. Okay, get the advice from the doctors and make the call for him. Because Campbell Graham, he's so tough. He'd probably play the whole bloody. He did. He well, played he the did, whole season yeah. last year with it. So he's too tough for his own good. I just, I just would love to know what the thought process was. Like, say you walk into a room and they go, "Okay, mate, they've got surgery. That that's going to put you out for about six months. So end of season." Let's just say, what, September for them? Yep. So early September. Yep, early September. So September, November, November December, January, March. So basically, you will be ready. It'll be a, a, a no preseason for you, essentially, yep. contact-wise, but you'll be ready for round one. So mm. let's just say we want to put three weeks of contact into you or four weeks, yep. you'll be ready by round four. Yep. Or we've got this other option where we'll do it and there's a chance you won't need surgery but you still won't be able to do contact during the off season, but you'll be ready for round one if it does work, but there's a chance it might not. Mm. I, the answer is clear which one you go. Yeah, 100% like, surgery. It's so clear. I, that's what I'm not getting. When you get those two options in front of you, the answer is like mind-blowingly clear as to what you do. And so there must be more to the story. I, I cannot, I, I refuse to believe that a staff looked at those two options and said, you know what, let's risk it. Like, let's let's risk it. <laughs> well, there's no upside. There's no upside to risking none. it. Like, now he's getting the surgery anyway. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> there must be more to the story. Well, South have been, the last couple of years, they, they, they've been a bit cagey with, they like, giving information out for injury. So I'm, I'm fearful we're not going to get answers for this. Like, maybe they expected the non-surgery route, he would be back training in pre-season by day one. Mm. And that's why they went that route, because they wanted to give him a full pre-season or... There's got to be more. I just, for the life of me, I cannot believe that they had those two options in front of them yeah. and said, you know what? 
don't worry about the surgery. We, we're gonna we're putting all our chips in on this in hopes that he plays round one when he probably would have been ready for round. Put it this way: at the at the least, he would have been ready for round five or six. Yeah, at the yeah. very least. Yeah, and you're fine with that. Like that's to, normal for season. Like yeah. a lot of a lot of players start the season around five or six. Yeah. So very, now, very like South was supposed to come into this year with probably the the best centre pairing in the comp. Like you know, Jackie Whiten's the the big signing, but now it's it's just it's a huge huge setback. Like he's not yeah. going to be ready till the back end of the season now. It's it, but even when he is ready, he's not really he's not ready. Really ready, yeah. Um, so and I'm I'm devastated for Campbell Graham. Oh, he yeah. started last year, arguably one of the best players in the comp bar position. Mm. Like literally so red hot in form. Well, gets this injury. Mm. Well, this injury's cost him Origin Origin jersey basically, yep. and now it's cost him the. 2024 season, most of it. Pretty much. So devastated. Absolute Which, legend of a bloke, oh, Campbell Graham. Bloke. I just, I'd love to know, I'd love to hear more information as to what the thought process it was with that decision. Look, not that the Rabbitohs owe me anything, like, at all. Like, I'm a huge fan of the Rabbitohs, like, you know, everyone knows that. But it just, if, if put it this way, if I was a Rabbitohs fan, I would be like, I need a bit more clarity as to what's happened here. It's, it's a little frustrating, yeah. Like, what's, what, why are we choosing to get surgery now when we could have done it? Yeah. And okay. and we're not the only ones asking that. Like, look at, look at Instagram. Every, everyone's asking, why yeah. wasn't... What, what's, what what's was the, the process here? Yeah. Um, I mean, even if... Even if they just came out and said, look, we took the non-surgery option because it was the least invasive and actually, if you do get surgery, that may not work as well. And so we thought, well, okay, if, it's, we've, if there's both a chance of it not working then we'd rather go the non-invasive. Yep. You, you don't want to get surgery. Surgeries yep. are not good regardless of what it is. Then I'd be like, okay, yeah, fair. Like, yep. fair. Or even if they came out and said, there was a real, we were really, really confident, the doctors were really confident that it wouldn't be an issue and it looks like it has, then mm. you'd be like, okay, well, at, at the very least, even though I disagree with the thought process, at the very least, it's, there's clarity there. Correct. Whereas at the moment, it's not really yeah, clarity as to what's happened. Yeah, exactly, we're speculating. Yeah, we're just all sitting here speculating. Yeah. Um, and I understand because if you're a club, it's you're this huge organization and if you come out and say something that's another headline it's another week of talking about it so i get where the clubs are coming from i'm not saying it's easy i'm not sitting saying oh this is just you know run of the mill you should just do this it's not there's so many moving parts but as purely from a fan's perspective i think clarity would help a lot of people because yep. it's just like very strange situation yeah exactly right totally it's a lot of pressure on jackie white yeah holy so like if jackie white comes and plays solid whilst campbell graham's there you just be like, yep, good signing. Both good solid centers did the work job. Now, if uh, Jackie Whiten comes and doesn't play or just play solid or not too solid, everyone's going, you know, far out, you know, this, that. Yeah. We signed him for all this money and blah, blah, blah. And so a lot of pressure on Jackie Whiten. Huge pressure. Do you think um, Do you think it would still be Whiten on the left and Tassel move to the right? Um, yeah, I, I think they'll try to keep Whiten and Walker together yeah. as much as possible. Yep. I'm definitely not stoked that this has happened. You know, I'm a massive fan of Campbell Graham, but I am happy that Isaiah Tusk gets a fair crack now at that spot. Yeah. Because he deserved it, man. Yeah. Like, he did not deserve to get brushed. I know, Jackie, obviously, it's a ruthless business. We're in the business of winning. Jackie White and one of the best outside backs in the comp. But, like, purely on, like, effort, he deserved to be in that 17 this year. For sure, 100%. And he's a he's an NRL player. If, again, there's no South fans in the world that would have been upset if... Para or something took him because he's a first grader. Yeah. He deserves to be playing first grade. He's a bloody good first grader. And he's still relatively young. Like oh, he's not he's a, old. Yeah, he's only had 
I think two seasons. It's like so he's like twenty three or something like that, twenty four. Yeah. So plenty of footy left in him. Um, so you know, excited to see him get his opportunity. But all in all, I still am really keen on the Rabbitohs. I think I'm really excited from this year. I want them to go well. Um, they're such an exciting club. They play such good footy. They're so exciting to watch. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the Rabbitohs and just how I'm a, I'm a fan of the whole the whole setup. To be honest, the way they've been able to manage to crawl themselves out of what happened in the early 2000s to where they are now. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, Tommy Burgess uh, said he will uh, basically will leave the NRL at the end of the season to take up a three year deal in Super League with Huddersfield Giants. Um, yeah, look, good timing again. That's the thing. Rabbitohs deserve a lot of credit for the way they've handled their squad, their management of mm. squad. This is like perfect timing for Tommy the last year where you go, okay, if he, if he extended a little bit longer, it might have been just a few years too long. Um, they've timed it perfectly. Totola is now ready to take that spot. You've got Moali, you've got Jaro, you've got Kepi. Uh, yeah, I think it's perfect timing. And for Tommy Burgess, what a servant of the club. Well, if he plays every game, he's going to be the second most capped Rabbitoh ever in 120 years. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's, mate, he, he's – I love watching him play. Just – the amount of times he skittles defences mm. and just just a big body. And also some of the highlights he's had have just been outstanding. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget, it was him against the Tigers, eh, that try where they went. Oh, like, yeah. Like, where he made a 50-metre break. Yeah, scores. Mate, Like, are you serious? Great lad. Been such a good servant of the game. Huge, like, crucial for the club. Like, oh, yeah. almost like a pillar of the resurgence of Rabbitohs. Like, you, you talk about the Sammy Burgess, the Greg Inglis, the Asatasis. You talk about them. But like Tommy Burgess has been a pillar in that front row mm. for what, a decade? Yeah, oh, certainly since 2014. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a decade. You're right. You know, like, and he's he's been a mainstay, a team that basically can almost guarantee a prelim every single year. Yeah, almost. He's been in the front row for that. Yeah, that is a fair knock. Absolutely, that is a fair knock. Yeah, he's done. He's as you said, he's been a great servant for the club, and like even compared, like at the start of their obviously Sammy's the best one at the start of. Their careers, obviously, George was the better one, but Tommy turned out to be extremely consistent, extremely durable, um, just kept improving every year. He's one of our most important players. We're definitely going to miss him. Um, definitely going to miss him. But, yeah, he's been coming off the bench the last few years and just been just been so elite. So, yeah, thank you, Tommy Burgess. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, <laughs> Tommy. And it's a, it's a really good um, story uh, about... You know, perseverance, you know, very easy to get kind of put in the shadows of your brothers. Mm. Um, and, you know, Sam Burgess will always be around, George as well. But, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would put Tom, you know, right up there. Oh, with, yeah. With, with the impact that he's had on the club. Yeah, you're right. He was in the uh, shadow of George and Sam yeah. for the first few years, 100%. And now, like, yes, Sammy had huge impact and will probably always be the most impact. Yeah. But when you look at like longevity, for sure, like year on year, Tom's been there for the sure. Whole time. Well, he's already the most cap Burgess. Yeah. So. so like that's that's nothing to sneeze at. That's nothing to sneeze at. All righty. Uh, brought to you by Bloke Beer. Get in your local. Grab a case of Bloke Beer. Uh, first trials this week. Some unofficial preseason game begin this week. You got the Bronx versus Wynnum, Dolphins versus Capras, South versus Manly. There could be anything trials. Um, and also announcement next Monday. The first ever could be anything episode of Bloke is happening. That is right. The Monday review show will be the could be anything show. And, you know, we'll do the normal Monday review stuff, but we'll be going over uh, our could be anythings. Myself, Guru, Timmy, Maddie, Hammy uh, will actually also be selecting 
The could be anything class of 2024. That is correct. The could be anything class of 2024 is getting selected on Monday's show. Uh, We will be doing it every single year, the week after the first trial. So every Monday comes around after this trial every year, we'll be doing the could be anything um, show. It's it's, It's a normal Monday review show, guys. Don't worry, we're reviewing everything. But we also select... Our class of 2024 could be anything next year with the class of 2025. Uh, and we'll be going through the trials from the weekend and like talking about your clubs up and comers and all that stuff. And even the teams that didn't play, we'll be talking about your clubs up and comers. That's on Monday. Set your bloody alarms. We got another announcement on the Monday show too as well. And trust me. Ooh, that's a big one. <laughs> you're going to like this announcement. It's fucking sick. So good. So we've got Dragon Crows versus Wynnum, Dolphins versus Capras, South versus Manly. Guys, I'm keen to watch uh, Dolphins versus Capras. I am really, really keen to see Tafade. Yep. I'm really, really keen to see the big fella because, you know, he's kind of fell back down in the pecking order with everything that happened with, you know, coming back out of shape, all that stuff. But him with a head on straight, ripping and tearing, could be one of those bolters that somehow, someway jag a spot in the first round spot. Uh, yeah. Team. I mean, he's he was... He was that guy last year that just kind of came out of nowhere. Everyone was excited to see him because he'd absolutely torn up reserve grade um, and then just killed it at Magic Round. I've got a question for you just based off this um, team list. So obviously we, we talked about on Monday this, this, the team makeup. There was rumours that uh, Bostock would play wing. So in this trial, they've got Tessie New playing centre and Bostock playing wing. Do you reckon that's telling it all as to what could be the round one team? Yeah, well, there's been whispers Bostock has got that, well, the first run yeah. of it. I'm really interested to see how, like, that's that's what's so exciting about the Dolphins side. There are genuine depth and players, uh, positions up for grabs. Another guy I'm keen to watch is Mason Teague at 13. Yep. Very, very keen. Highly touted junior from Penrith, I'm pretty sure. Um, good sort too, which can't hurt. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, really keen because that 13 role for Dolphins, you'd have to say they don't have, like, an out-and-out modern 13. They've, mm. got, they've got 13s but they're like almost old school 13s, sure, like yeah. third, third run front rowers to a degree that can kind of ball play. So it will be interesting to see if Mason T can offer that ball playing kind of 13 role. Um, he may jail, like he may end up fighting his way into the team by the end of the season. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Another one, um, Kurt Donahue. Uh, I think we saw him a little bit last year in the in the trials, but he's another one that, uh, that I've seen floating around. So yep, yep. yeah, it's a, yeah. So pumped to see, so pumped to see these trials. It's so it's so good to watch these uh, young fellas run around. Yeah. Rabbitohs versus Manly. Uh, some people to look at. Really interesting. Braden Burns is at fullback. Yeah. So Burns isn't top thirty. He yeah. signed a uh, New South Wales Cup contract. Yeah. So you know, I wonder. You know, it's also interesting. So Munro is not in this team. No. So basically, you'd have to assume he's locked in to start the year. Then. Yeah. With you, 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 definitely with Campbell Graham out, so. Tass yep. in the centres, him on the wing. Mm. So I wonder whether is Burns going to be put at one as a backup fullback potentially? Yeah, for for uh, Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, possibly. I mean, he wouldn't be able to uh, play till round eleven, but yeah, but, or I, I think that's the rule. But also, yeah, potentially. interesting. Mama Zealous is not named. Yeah, I noticed that one too. That so again, that may be. He's close to a star this year. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if uh, and Tane's at centre, so I wonder 
they obviously knew about the Campbell Graham thing, so yep. maybe they're getting him ready for round one and two because I assume he's going to be the one to play there. Yep. Um, uh, but, yeah, really exciting to watch that match. Broncos. Uh, Blake Moser starting nine. Yep. Uh, so that, I guess, would suggest he is still a little bit – like he could probably fight his way onto the bench round one if he kills it, but still a little bit away from uh, the first grade side. So you'd have to say right now if the team selected is Billy Walters – and um, Smoothie at yep. 14, uh, which is fine. Like, Moser is still 19, I think, turning 20, so super young. Um, outside of that, you've got Dean Manorana at five, which yes. is very interesting that he's not at centre because he actually, I think, has played centre at Q Cup for a while now. Mm. Uh, so they must be looking at him purely as – well, I mean, not purely. He may move into that centre position, uh, but they must be looking at him battling for that vacant wing spot even though i would have arthur's there yeah um if he kills it though and Corey oates doesn't kill it or arthur's doesn't kill it he may get the jump yep so he's one to watch uh but the main guy to watch two two main guys to watch outside of moza is ben Takota, uh yep. to quarter yeah to and xavier willison if you're a broncos fan watch these two boys eight and ten very very exciting the, like the fact that we usually squads have one of these guys coming through. Yeah. Like just one at the, there's eight, like, sorry, there's two. Him and Takora, both absolute young guns. Now, have they proved themselves in first grade yet? No. But if you're a Broncos fan or any fan, watch those two boys because there's a, there's a lot of chat about them. Yeah, this is, I think this Broncos trial is the one I'm most excited about this weekend out of the three, just because there's so many like we're there's so many of these guys that could potentially fight their way into this team round one so mm. yeah i'm i'm keen for this broncos this is so is takora the the is he the really really big Real one big one yeah big boy. so apparently if he debuts he's going to be the tallest player to ever play the game no way <laughs> yeah yeah and, I, and willison's big as well like they're both yeah, willison's huge massive, too massive massive uh interesting that sailor's on the bench you had to assume he'd almost have cemented himself as the next man up at fullback mm. not to say that he should be starting what i'm saying is is that you would assume he'd be in the next trial like locked in for the next trial uh maybe it's because of the vegas situation happening um yep. really interested to see some of these young guns though really really interested another guy ethan quaywood he's been he's a little bit older now but he's a bloody good player uh kurt falls yep keen to see him but okay the guy that i was talking about the other day cody black Cody oh, okay, Black, yeah. number 18, decent raps on him. Um, I haven't seen much of him. I've just seen his highlights, but apparently he goes well. Uh, I think he plays for Wynnum, so he'll be playing against his own team, I think. <laughs> but it'd be, just watch him when he comes on to see how he goes because you're probably looking at, at the moment, the guy the Broncos are hoping becomes the seven long-term behind. If Madden doesn't turn out to be the seven, which maybe they, maybe he will, Yeah. Um, You'd say Cody Black is like the young 18-year-old seven that they're going, okay, we'll have a look at him, mm. see how he goes. If Madden doesn't work out, which we hope he does, maybe it's Black. Um, Kurt Falls was decent last year as well, but I think Cody Black is the uh, the real young guy Yep, uh, coming through. Cool. Uh, I, I'm, yeah. As I said, very excited to see this team. Manly, uh, I am very – so who was it? Was it Humphreys that apparently is getting yes. big raps there? Yes, at hooker. Like might Jag Humphreys. the bench spot? Yeah. Uh, sorry, Croak, because Croak is not back the first few rounds, is he? Uh, let me check. Let me check. I don't know. I think because someone said he's, he'll have Croak's spot for the first couple of rounds, maybe. Anyway, um, yeah, so 
I'm really interested to see how he goes, uh, Humphreys, because the, the, the chat around him has been massive. And then also, also interested to see Jordan Chen Kumtong go, um, see how he goes. Um, geez, it's just like so important because there are so many players in this manly squad that it's it's important that they click and go well. Like, like this has got a lot of first graders in it. Yeah. And so it's going to be like there's so many people that they've recruited where you go – it could be rocks or diamonds. It could be the great signings or like, nah, same attitude. Blah, blah, blah. What do you got there? Uh, no, I can't see anything on Croker, which probably says to me that the bench he's spot playing. Then. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, yeah, the yarn is Humphreys might jag a bench spot, mm. um, which will, I, I can't wait to see Chan Kum Tong because I thought he would probably be the guy. Uh, but yeah, all eyes will be obviously on Luke Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. All eyes on Luke Brooks to see how he goes. And he's on, he's, as shit as it is, he's definitely under pressure, even in the trials. To because if he he's under pressure to a degree, mm. but like he's under pressure because he's got a big profile. But he's actually not under pressure internally. I don't think right. Yeah, because all he has to do is just do his job. DC can do the tough stuff, like mm. all the, the you know the crazy stuff. So internally, all they need him to do is be just a good solid six. Uh, whereas like at Tigers internally they needed him to be the savior. Yeah. So externally there's probably pressure. Internally I don't think there'd be much pressure on him. Yeah. Fair enough. But as you said, all eyes are going to be on him. And yeah. Jeezy looks weird and not a Tigers jersey. Yeah, it does look strange, doesn't it? I think I think it suits him. I think it suits him. But yeah, That's no, true. I he's one of my most players just to be excited for this yeah. year. Like it was the divorce that we've all been waiting for. So yep. yeah, I hope he kills it. I really do. And I I think I think most people do. Yeah. I, I think so. If you like rugby league, you should be. You know, Brooks, I mean, what has he really ever done to anyone? You know, I well, understand, you know, yes, you could say his performances haven't been great, for sure. Like, he's had years where you definitely could have asked more of him. Yeah. But, like, you always want to see a bounce-back story. For sure. You always want to – that's what rugby league's about, is second chances. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as usual, grab a case of bloke beer and we'll go and fuck ourselves. Thank you. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.